LOL. Listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 246. We are that podcast that talks about anime, car- games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mass. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Mako-chan. And is it just me? Is it really too warm, even for this time of year for December? Yep. No, it's pretty nice out. Yeah, but it's just a little bit too warm. Yeah, it's just, I don't at all feel in the holiday spirit. It's like, oh, hey, it was 60 today. Oh, yeah, Christmas is next week. Okay. I don't like the snow, so... I, re- I like the snow, so, you know... I like the snow to be pretty. Not, you know, three feet deep. You know, and be- But I like, I like the weather to match what should be the time of year. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I, and you're, I just I don't feel like I'm in the holiday mood either. That and all of my Christmas stuff is stuck in the back of that freaking closet, and I don't feel like going down there digging that shit out. <laughs> and if I'm going to do that, I got so much stuff that I need to dig out and like put in storage tubs and put back. I'm just like, no. Too big a pain in the ass. Exactly. I mean, the most of the holidays I've done is switch up to holiday wallpaper. That's basically it. Maybe, maybe I'll go digging back there for some lights and put them up. If that. God. We are live week of December 15, 2015 here on the VOG Network. We're here Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replays Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at live.vognetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. Chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to AnimeJamSession.com slash VOG Network. There is a default IRC link. If you click on that, it'll bring you right into the chat room. And let's see what's going on in the chat right now. Um, They're talking about regular music and stuff. And I get a request to hear Josh Groban. No, I will not play any of that crap on my show tonight. Or <laughs> any future show of that matter. Unless Josh Groban does a cover of It's Love by Rabbit, I have no intentions of playing him. Not a fan? I just have no reason to. And they're talking about snow. Hmm. Interesting. Quite interesting. Alright, let me adjust the music here a little bit, and... Let me close that. Let's kick things off. Um, Ari, how was your week and how was your day? Uh, the week has been mostly slow. It's The uh, schedules bouncing all around, all around at work are really starting mm-hmm. to bother me. I hear that. <clears throat> at least next week I'll be, you know, the normal day shift so I won't be interrupted when I have to uh, come in for the uh, Christmas episode, which mm-hmm. will be so much fun. Oh, yeah. And let's see, I got paid today. And I got a little bit more of my shopping done, but I'm still stretched way too fucking thin this holiday season. About the only time you'd ever hear my name in thin in the same sentence, but that's not here nor there. And what else? 
I know your uh, gifts I have for uh, you and Mako will be in the mail within a couple days. And speaking of gifts, um, let's see. Yours, according to the post office, yours will be delivered by Thursday, which means you'll probably have it by tomorrow. Oh, good. Yeah. I trust your your respective judgments. Yeah, you, you, you're going to like what I got you. Okay. <coughs> pardon me. Your pardon. But, yeah, that's basically how it's been for me. Nothing too exciting, I'm afraid. Alright, um, moving right along. Here, let me pull this up real quick. And... Mako-chan, how was your week and how was your day? <coughs> Interesting. Oh, do tell. Um, well, basically... Saturday was the family holiday get-together. Um, Sunday was our work holiday get-together. And basically, I found out that um, the reason why I worked this Sunday was because they wanted me to go to the work holiday get-together, even though I was supposed to go dress shopping. Is it open bar at the, at the party? No, we went to Hibachi. Oh. Was it nice, at least? Yeah, I mean, I had fun, but at the same time, you know, I was supposed to go dress shopping. And I could have, you know, cut my dress shopping short to actually go to dinner with them, instead of them having manipulating me um, into working, hmm. so that I had no choice but to go. Kind of unprofessional on their part. It's not exactly a professional work environment. You know what I meant. Yeah, but they're... They don't care. The person that made up the schedule really doesn't care. Mm. But yeah, so... um. Other than that, I'm just really excited about this weekend. So, I'm trying to get, you know, shit ready for that. Cause yay concert! Who's playing? I'm going to see TSO. God damn you! You're nice. the second person I know that's, that's that's going to or has gone to see TSO. It is a Christmas gift from my mother's girlfriend. Mm. So the three of us will be headed into Philly on Saturday, and I'm super super excited. Awesome. Good for you. Yay, me. But yeah, other than that, um, just basically uh, been decorating the house a little bit more, trying to get some gifts out. I'm hoping to get all of my gifts mailed out tomorrow, but I doubt it. So, uh, yeah. Considering I don't even have all of my gifts yet. We shall see. Mm. That's it from you? That's it from me. Well, as I've just been working as usual, and after um, working Saturday night, they decided to send me, 
Saturday was hell because they started sending a lot of texts home early because we were hitting overtime, and I was one of those leaving early. So I decided to treat myself to an early Christmas gift. So I went out and got myself a sound bar for my uh, for my TV. Mm-hmm. So I hooked it up and everything, and I'm like, you mean to tell me I spent this much money and the audio is kind of weak? But I look at one of the options for cinema. So I hit this cinema button as music was playing, and I felt myself slam into a wall. That's a whole lot of bass and power. <laughs> $300 soundbar that was on sale for $159, and I got best way to price match that shit for $139 because LG.com had it for the same price. Nice. And I went out and stopped, started doing most of my uh, Christmas shopping, and I mailed out a couple of stuff, I believe, yesterday. And I ordered some last minute, I ordered some stuff today, and I got to pick up one more thing tomorrow. And then Thursday, everything goes all out in the mail. And I got an exchange, a gift, a, a gag gift I got for a friend of mine, so I'll take care of it. That's not a big deal. And we're now on holiday hours. I didn't realize that till yesterday. I was like, we're opening early. I'm like, opening early. And then I go back into the back room to check, look at my, uh, look at the scheduling. I was like, oh, we're open from eight to ten now. I guess it was like this till Christmas. Okay. Yeah, probably a little after for returns. Mm, true. Just think how big those paychecks will be coming in. Oh, I've already seen those. <laughs> oh, I don't mind the distractions, but one thing for sending out these presents is allowing me to save like money on stamps so I mail out all my cards, which I'll be doing in droves this week. So, And I've gotten two cards already, so I'm hoping to get have the rest of them show up soon, and I'll end up putting your cards in your gifts. That's fine, I appreciate that. And, um, work is having an ugly sweater, ugly Christmas sweater contest at the Christmas party. So I'm going to whip out the, um, the Christmas Story t-shirt and wear that. (laughs) It'll be a shoo-in for victory. Damn right. Probably not. There are some really, really, really bizarre Christmas sweaters out there. Mm-hmm. They're riding that thing right near the ground, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But, you know, now that, you know there is a Sailor Moon ugly Christmas shirt, I mean sweater. This is a Pokemon one. But of course, there isn't a Ranma one half one, but somehow I stumble across an Inuyasha one. The fuck? There's actually two or three Sailor Moon ones running around. Mm, I know. I was looking for a Ranma one for you, and I could not find it. Well, I did go to Mega Ranch show, like, you like like last week he had his uh, his Christmas sweater up there that was pretty cool 
and we took pictures of each other wearing our our nerdy video game backpacks. <laughs> See, I have the one that looks like the classic NES. His looks like the go- his is the Legend of Zelda gold one, and I was like, that is amazing. Yes, sir, Ackerman. There is an Attack on Titan one. Of course, there is. Okay. I think that one's on T Fury. Hmm. That wasn't hot topic today, and they actually have a kit where you can make your own ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah, that's a thing. Um, they also have cookie kits, so you can make ugly sweater cookies. What? Yep. Yeah, like gingerbread kits. Yeah. Christ on a stick. Those sound delicious. Yeah. <clears throat> I have tea. Tea is yummy. Mm, but not enough caffeine for my taste. It depends on the type of tea. But mine is flavored like Thin Mints. Of course it is. Of course it is. Is there any booze in there? No, there is no booze in here. Uh, Step your game up, Mako-chan. Nah. I don't have anything that would mix well with it. Oh. Just okay. put some Jack Daniels in here. It'll be good. I don't have just regular Jack. Then what do you have? Um, I have a lot of flavored stuff, and the flavored stuff that I have really wouldn't mix well with mint. Mm, I suppose so. Like, I've got coconut, but coconut mint just sounds weird to me. I don't know. That what doesn't. Do you, like, what do you typically mix with mint besides chocolate? Strawberry, uh, citrus. Cho- yeah, you can go with the citruses, the chocolates. Um, there are mint-flavored alcohols, too, to double your minty goodness. Mm. Uh, you can do mint and coffee, so Kahlua wouldn't be bad. But I'm just happy with my tea. think you're so civilized, huh? Well, I'm not drinking it with my pinky out, because mm. I'm drinking it out of a huge-ass mug that says um, vampire blood on it. Mm-hmm. So if I were to drink it with my pinky out, I don't think I would be able to hold the mug, because it's really freaking heavy. Uh. And we keep losing Ari. How the hell? I don't know, but he keeps dropping and then popping back in. My... I... It might be his internet. Sir Ackerman, I have an entire cabinet filled with various teas. I love my tea. Which one is that? <laughs> Damien. Storm does not speak. Hmm. Mm. But yeah, I have chocolate-covered strawberry tea. I've got 
a pear flavored tea. I've got uh, wild cherry tea. I've got green tea. I've got um, I've got a lot. I've got a lot, a lot, a lot of tea. You're not just a hentai connoisseur, but you're also a tea connoisseur as well. I like tea. There's there's more you can do with tea than with coffee, flavor-wise. Because mm-hmm. fruit coffees are just a little weird. Because yeah, we have these K-cups, and no one... there's We have, like, a variety blend that we get, and in there is wild blueberry mountain or something like Wild mountain blueberry... And I've noticed that nobody drinks them. That's just weird. It is. From, I find that very weird. I mean, I don't know. I, I can't. No. I mean, there are certain things like it, if you're doing, like if you're adding chocolate to it, I can understand, you know, maybe being able to put fruits with it that way. Um, but coffee to me is more, you know, nut flavors and like things like that. I think it would work better, you know, a fruit would work if it there's like chocolate or something with it, you know. Yeah, like I um I've had uh chocolate cranberry during the holidays. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's not bad cuz the cranberry isn't, you know, it, it gives a little bit of tartness to it. Mhm. <coughs> but no, if I'm gonna have you know, if I'm gonna have a fruit flavored something, I'd rather it be tea. Gotcha. Alright, and for some reason Ari is like gone or something like that, but Well, why don't we take our break mm-hmm. and then we can attempt to get Ari back in here. Just let him mute. Yeah, that, that definitely sounds like a plan, so uh let me pull this up over here. Let me set this up and um we're gonna get to we'll take care of things and we'll be back I'm 
awesome that song is you know it's like every every t- every time during this year I have like 
maybe a couple hundred holiday songs, and I sit there and go, which ones can I play, you know? Because I don't want to keep repeating them. And it's like every year, I happen upon a few more, a few more, and a few more. I'm currently not trying to sort them because a lot of my music, holiday music, is like random ones I find, and I find like actual compilation albums, and I'm like trying to delete the duplicates and stuff, so. Mm-hmm. Like... I deleted like a bunch of Digicarry duplicates, and then I had to find myself translating like the, the like some of the names and stuff. Because if the kanji comes up, I can't play it on the show because kanji will break the server. And those who are here for episode one hundred would have would realize that <laughs> would remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, b- before <laughs> I get into tonight's show. I have some words to get off of my chest. Uh oh. <laughs> so, what words are these? Well, first, i i gotta have i gotta have um i, I gotta i gotta have my music. That, that, that's first things first. And it's the same music I play for Mako-chan when you enable when you activate her bitch mode. Nobody survives that, not even me. So here's the thing. Anime GF session has been around for about maybe about ten years. The podcast has been going around about eight-ish. Give or take. Over the last five years, we've exploded out doing a lot of convention coverage. And as Mako Chan and Ari will tell you, when it comes to convention coverage, I guess you say I'm a dick, but I become like this control freak. But at the end of the day, I'm very thankful and apologetic and grateful for the work that they do and what everybody else on the show does. And it's the little things. I always feel that sites like Anime Jam Session, Cosplay NYC, Linus Lamb, Eurobeacon, and everybody else, we do more than most sites. I mean, yes, we do the convention reports, but we just throw up there like hundreds of convention photos, cosplay photos, all types of stuff. And this is something that when I fill out applications for press or contact the site, the con for press, I send them links to prior convention coverage, videos that we've posted online for people to check out, and our photos. Most of the time, they say, sure, you're approved. Sometimes they say, you're approved, but you, you'll have to pay a reduced rate for a badge. That's not a problem. The issue usually comes around when we are denied press. Now, here's the thing. With most sites who run the site, when you're denied press, you always want to know why. And we have been denied press a couple times. And I've always a- asked as to why we were denied press. And they will usually say, oh, you don't have a certain enough hits or this or that. And I'm like, cool, no problem. I- I'm-, I'm okay with that. That That's not a big deal. I mean, if you, you always want to know why you're de- denied. So, I put in a request for press secretaryCon. And like most conventions nowadays, it seems like there is no requirements for press, just information or an email address. 
So I shoot off an email asking, you know, press coverage, sending a few links to prior coverage of the convention and other stuff. Not a big deal. Time goes by, time goes by, time goes by. It's coming around to a month before the convention. I contact the con chair. She's like, uh, your email's going up the, sh up the chain. I'm like, okay, cool. Um, so, I get the email about our, about our press. Now, here's the interesting thing that I get that's, that, you know, the person, I, I, I don't know who the person is. I'm at the point where I, I don't really give a fuck. They have, now the press, the press relations head says they have a strict criteria for who they have as press. They are not giving press passes to photographers unless they're coming as a secondary member associated with an established major media outlet. Anime Jam Session doesn't qualify <laughs> as a major media outlet. And she, I don't know, I, I think she knows me or something like that. Yeah, she thanked me for all of my, of all the work I've done, but it's still like a backhanded slap. So, and she's like, if you have any issues, contact me. Sure thing. And that's exactly what I did. And I explained to her, have you seen our site? We're more than costly photography. And I go into detail what we do. And I, and I said, I requested you give her application a second look over. And she did. And she listened to our podcast. And our information was also looked over by an executive committee. And it was voted a no. So, this is my response back. It's not that I'm disappointed. It's more like I'm insulted. And you still haven't said what criteria for press is your convention. Because that's what I want to know. And she's saying that I'm confrontational. And she says in the email... Clearly you're a confront confrontational person. Otherwise you'd not be acting so unprofessionally right now. You are not helping your case here and I am passing this conversation on to the director of the convention. I have no obligation to explain myself to you. But if you really think you are so important that you must know they are all major newspapers and TV channels. Your website is not even close to qualifying. Yeah. So... I send a message back that I am acting quite professional and all I ask is to explain your reasons. The fact that my site alone other blogs are disqualified because we don't represent TV stations and newspapers is mighty high of you. And look at the email chain here. I have been perfectly been calm. You have deflected my question more than once and you are the one being huffy. You make it sound like as if I did something to you and to be perfectly honest, I don't know you. As a department head, you are obligated to answer any questions I may have in regards to your rules and regulations of press. To say you don't have the means or 
to say that you do not have the means that you are the one being unprofessional here. This has nothing to do with being important. It's called being informative. And you can forward this to the convention director because I have nothing been professional here. You may think we're qualified to cover your convention, and that's fine. My little show will continue to cover conventions bigger and smaller than yours, and they are quite appreciative of the work that we do. Mic drop. And guess what, Mako-chan? What? She replied back. Oh, jeez. It's sitting here. I had a feeling she would, so I decided to wait until we were on the show. Oh, jeez. Mm -hmm. Now... She says to me, I've already forwarded your email and spoke with the director about it today because we are colleagues at the college together. The one and only thing I can agree with you right now is that Katorikon needs to have a very clear instruction for all press applicants. Dr. Glenn has never made it clear, put it in writing, and I can understand why things are being taken personally. I am not avoiding your question. It is just that this topic has been discussed face-to-face -face with our committee and never written down. Earlier today, I began to write down what we're looking for during the application process. It will be posted on the Katorikon.org site after I bring the committee to approve we submitted to our webmaster. Since we are so close to winter break, I cannot promise when it will go up, but we are going to make a very public announcement on the Katorikon Facebook page. Once you read it, you may feel differently about our criteria because we are willing to accept blogs that they meet a certain standards that abide by what the college is telling us we can and cannot have. I started off as a blogger myself, and if it were not for Katori lack standards in the past, I wouldn't even have this job right now. So I completely sympathize with that part of it. It will be made clear soon. Shannon Quinn. To that, I have to say... That's the first reply that I've heard that is even semi-professional from her. Yeah. And she might be listening. So I have something to say. And this is what I'm going to say. And I will not take this back. Shannon Quinn, go fuck yourself. Simple as that. I do not believe half the email that you just sent to me about an hour and a half ago. We have covered various other college conventions. And we have never had to go through this much hoops for coverage. College conventions are thankful that a site like us or other sites are covering your shows. Secondly, we do not, we are not a blog. We are an actual site. Yes, it may look like a blog because that's what the temple is, but we are an actual semi-professional website that does a weekly podcast, that does convention reports, photography photo albums we also do other stuff as well like cosplay formation thank you uni thank you ichigo we do all that and then some we do interviews with the guests exactly. we do you know not a lot of the convention you know press will actually do photos of everybody up on the masquerade mm-hmm whether it's an act or, you know, something like that. We record the masquerade. Yes. We, you know, we ask people when we're doing our cosplay uh, recordings, what would make, you know, what brought them to KatoriCon? Mm -hmm. Why would they want somebody else to come to, you know, come to the convention? It's not like, oh, yeah, we're a little blog and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. We have done press for KatoriCon in the past. 
We have had no issue getting press for Katori Khan in the past. This is the first year. I mean, we, I don't know what happened last year because I didn't, I wasn't able mm-hmm. to go. And I didn't go last year either. But I think it was, I think last year we were given, um, basically because there were so few tickets, they weren't even doing press last year. Yes. That was the reason we were given last year. So how, you know, one year skip, oh, you're not big enough press mm-hmm. to get, you know, to get into KatoriCon. Meanwhile, the very first year we went, we were told by the person that gave us the tickets, oh, you're the first, you know, you know, written media that is even here this weekend. Exactly. And here's the thing. You want big media <laughs> outlets like TV stations and newspapers, all they're going to do is a little blurb and one picture in the newspaper. As for the television show, they're going to interview a couple of cosplayers, and that's it. That's all you're going to get. And you meanwhile, have a- meanwhile, you know, the second year that CloverCon is going on, mm-hmm. and CloverCon is a, an extremely small convention mm-hmm. in North Jersey that is put on by a 4-H club, we went their second year. You know, they told us because everything is volunteer and because it's all, mm-hmm. you know, proceeds go towards their anime club that they weren't doing press. And you know what? That's perfectly yeah, okay. And we paid. Now We paid. We went. Yeah. And you know what? When we actually wrote the report, they looked it over and they thanked us for it. Mm-hmm. Because they saw that, you know, what somebody that goes to all of these conventions was not necessarily looking for. But, you know, ways to bring more people into it. Exactly. And you know what? The, the thing is, KatoriCon doesn't need it. They cap everything off at 1500 They sell out of tickets anyway, so who cares? Mm-hmm. They don't need press because they're going to have all of these people going anyway. And you're going to have people posting all these photos all over the place. And you know what? You know what the difference between somebody with a camera that's posting their personal Facebook or their blog as well as a press outlet? Coverage. People, it seems like the direction that conventions are going, no one really cares about interviews unless it's cosplayer interview, masquerade, or photos. Yes, we cover all of that and give you more. So that's the only difference. So if that's you know, what I find you want, it funny that you know, oh, all you do is cosplay photos. Meanwhile, the last year that we went, most of the guests for KatoriCon were cosplay guests. Yup. And half of them are cosplay guests that people never heard of before. I am a cosplay photographer. That's what I do. I will also go into various panels and take pictures if I'm chilling out in a panel or something like that. Like, when I covered Kyle's um, lip sync battle, I took a lot of pictures of that, and I recorded that. That was something he asked if someone could cover. I was like, I got you, you know? Simple as that. And even if he didn't ask me, and I saw that, I would go cover it, film it, and take pictures. My thing is, be more upfront. And, and direct when it comes to the small press outlets. Let them know what you're looking for. Have it posted. I've actually told you about the idea of putting on our site what our coverage entails. So if people want to know. 
And I just find it a little bit ridiculous that a college convention is only, according to them, having professional press outlets from newspapers and TV. Hmm. So you are bypassing the actual press outlets that have anything to do with why you are having an anime convention. <sighs> That's all I gotta say. You know what? As I said, you know what? It's just one less convention for me to worry about. I'll just focus that energy towards other conventions. And you know what? I'll be working that weekend anyway, so fuck it. Well, you still got to try and get that Sunday off and come visit. I'll see what I can do. Because I'm serious about having everybody out that Sunday. I will see what I can do. Good boy. Don't even. <laughs> So it seems that Arya is still having issues mm -hmm. trying to connect to Skype. All right. Until he can figure figure this out, I think we can handle it. Just just the two of us. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. And besides, Ichigo's probably sleeping or something like that. Her hours are more are more are more odd than yours. Nah, she's probably awake, but we got this. Yep, most definitely we do. All right, um, pull things up. All right, Mako-chan, why don't you take this first story here? Okay. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, it seems that um. The word otaku is basically uh, not enough now for those in Japan. Um, so at some point, Japanese society needed a way to refer to its members who were extremely passionate about anime. And eventually otaku was decided on, and the word has filled its role nicely for the past few decades. But as popular culture continues to evolve so too must language. Enthusiastic anime fandom now takes on many forms beyond the loner who isolates himself from the rest of the world mm -hmm. as he spends every spare moment quietly consuming anime. That's why a marketing analyst, Yo uh, Yohei Harada, says it's more accurate to think of Japanese animation fanatics as one of four classes of modern otaku. In his new book called The New Otaku Economics, Harada uses two parameters to divide the group of new otaku, or shin otaku, to use the completely Japanese term. Um, so the breakdown is the barely surviving otaku, which is uh, Zansun Gaichi Otaku. And this group represents what Harada considers to be the gradually disappearing stereotypical otaku. Someone whose deep love for anime is a result or cause of social isolation, or perhaps both, and who keeps his intense appreciation of the medium on the down low. While there are still some people who fit the this description, Harada asserts that many members of this demographic are evolving into one of the other three. Uh, the next one is called the Hidden Otaku, or Kakura Otaku. 
Mm-hmm. And while this person loves anime, the hidden otaku doesn't wear his fandom on his sleeve and keeps his otaku le- uh, leanings and active social life as separate aspects of his identity. Uh, the painful otaku, or the uh, Itayota, uh, like the anime character emblazoned cars called Itasha, the Itayota des- uh, designation is derived from the Japanese word Itai, or painful implying that they're somewhat painful to look at. Mm. The painful otaku isn't shy about trumpeting his otakuness, but isn't particularly inclined to participate in social interactions either. The guy or girl who trudges silently around Akahabapapapa. I can never say this, you know Mm. that. Akihabara. There you go. Um, every weekend, with their only company being dozens of pins of their favorite anime character that they've attached to their bag, seems like someone who would fall into this group. Then you have the reality-based otaku, or Riju otaku. Uh, Riju, literally real type, was originally a world word coined by otaku in Japan to describe what they saw as their polar opposite. People who spend most of their free time interacting with other people instead of focusing on the lives and stories of fictional characters. But Harada explains that nowadays plenty of people are happy to spend time with both their 2D and real world friends. As a matter of fact, Harada says that some of them make a point of being open with their otaku taste, especially in their online personas. Doing so helps them open up new lines of communication and broaden their social networks which in turn feeds into their enjoyment of those human-to-human connections. While the names of these four groups may not have quite the stylish impact of iconic anime organizations like Shinigami, Sailor Senshi, or New Types, mm-hmm. Harada's analysis highlights the changing relationship Japan has with its own works of animation, as well as why Nerd doesn't quite cover all the bases as a translation for otaku. You know, I kind of see myself as more as the hidden otaku, per se. I mean, I think a cross between hidden and painful, per se. I mean, I do have a Nintendo backpack, but most of the time, I don't really talk about my fandom and stuff like that. Hell, if you come over and hang out, yes, I have Ron will have posters in my apartment, (coughs) but I don't really point them out, you know? It depends. If you know that somebody is into anime or into, you know, Ranma, you'll go, oh, hey, look, Mm -hmm. look. Um, I'm definitely the reality-based otaku. Yeah. Um, I have no problem sitting there and having a conversation with somebody online or in person about, you know, what I happen to be into, whether it's anime or sci-fi or something like that. But I also have no issue with actually having real conversations with them either. Mm. Not everything has to be, you know, about my fandoms. But at the same time, I have no problem talking about my fandoms. Same here. Like I said, if it depends on how it comes up in, in the topic of the conversation. I think we finally got Ari back. Not according to this. All right, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to hang up and redial everybody in, okay? Okie dokie. All right. All right, now that we have disconnected everybody from the the chat, 
Let's bring them all back in one more time. Well, I'm back. And we're still dialing for Ari. Unless he, unless it's going to his phone and he's not realizing it. Well, no, because even when I have my phone on with Skype on, it still goes to everything I have Skype on. Mm. I have a feeling he has a bad internet connection right now. Probably. <sighs> it reminds me of the back of the old days when it was just me and Kuro, just doing the two of us doing the show. But um, let's let's move on. Um, I actually threw this story in at the very last minute, so it kind of threw me up for a split second. Then I realized that oh, I didn't update this in the uh, in the notes for our chat. So I guess they now have interesting software out that allows you to be an anime girl. It's called Face Rig. It's a program enabling anyone with a webcam to digitally embody awesome characters. It is meant to be an open creation platform so everyone can make their own characters, backgrounds, or props and for an important to face rig. So you can pretty much analyze it and turn yourself into an anime character. An anime girl character, that is. So Mako Chai can actually be the tsundere that she really is. Yay! That's scary. <laughs> and it's on Steam, so if you have Steam, check out FaceRig. Yeah, I don't. I have it, but I'm just too lazy to use it. <laughs> I'm Actually, I'm just tired of all these games coming out on Steam, and I'm like, I don't want to sit here at my computer playing these games. I'd rather sit in front of, of, my, in front of my big screen TV with my awesome soundbar playing video games, and no, I don't want to build a dedicated Steam machine just to do that. I just find that's a waste of time, money, and energy. And as Sarah Ackerman says, I don't have Steam scenes, I can't afford it. Steam is free. There are a few there are a lot of free games on Steam, and if you pick up like a twenty dollar Steam card, you can find tons of games on there for under five bucks. Yeah, when they're going through their sales, you can usually use that twenty dollar Steam card and get, you know, Maybe 15, 16 games. Yes. And the Steam holiday sale is coming up in a few days. Yeah, I just, like, I have a couple of games that I play on my computer, and that is it. Mm-hmm. The rest of them, I would rather have a console so I can actually relax. Yep. Because my chair is very, very, very uncomfortable. Yes, it is. And so is mine after a while. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase Playroom. You know what? Maybe I'll take the next one so you can get the article so you can get like so you can take the next two articles after that if you like. Sure. Alright. A new tool for cosplayer. A business card with tons of photos on it. Now this yeah. is actually one that I'm looking forward to because I know a lot of cosplayers would, you know, really, really like this. Mm -hmm. These would be the business cards that I wouldn't mind collecting. Yeah. Can't choose just one picture for your cosplay card? Now you can have as many as you want with this new app aimed at reinventing the business card. Cosplayers always want to put their best foot forward, so when they go to events, they will bring business cards, or they're called Meishi, and will hand them out to any interested photographers, fans, and cosplayers. 
This ensures that people can find their sites and all their photos. And it also comes in handy when you try to remember who that cosplayer was. But there is a new app coming out that's going to that humble that's going to re- revolutionize handing out bi- cosplay business cards. It's called Clip. It's a little augmented reality application that allows a tech-savvy cosplayer to turn the business card into a mini photo album. You, as you scan the QR code into the app, the card becomes a virtual screen that displays movies, pictures, and slideshows. And you can embed websites and social media links that users click in the app and jump right to them. And, that's, and that is actually pretty cool. And it's available on iTunes and Google Play stores. In Japan, I think. Um, let me. I'm actually going to click on the American Play Store and see if it pops up. Just out idle curiosity. And what do you know? <coughs> it is available in the American Google Play Store. Yeah, it's just a mm-hmm. matter of now setting up your cards to be like this. Mm-hmm. I... So basically, you would have your regular card. It would have one photo on it. Mm-hmm. These people would download the app and then, you know, hold your phone over the card and then can go through a shit ton yeah. of various things. You know, what was interesting, There, I had known a few customers that tried this before, you know, you hand out a business card and there's a QR code on the back and you would click it and it would take you to the site and stuff like that. But the issue is not everybody had like, had, like the separate QR app. And sometimes some of these QR apps don't do anything unless it's attached to another program or this or that. Mm-hmm. Looks like what's cool with this what this app does. It has a QR code reader built in, and probably has like and it probably uses a default browser or a mini browser that keeps everything together. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, well, I'm definitely looking forward to this being implemented by more cosplayers. Mm-hmm. And we go into the chat room at live.network.com. And going back to um, pro- a couple of prior articles, Sarah Ackerman says, First Amendment, freedom of speech, I have the right. Well, here's the thing. Yes, I have First Amendment right of free speech, but conventions are privately held events. The amendment, the Constitution doesn't really partake per se. If a private event says I'm not allowed there, I can't use my free speech really to get back in. I can use my free speech to express how I feel, but that's just about the gist of it. Yeah, the convention isn't banning us. Mm-hmm. They're just not giving us press privileges, which means that we don't necessarily get interviews with the guests mm-hmm. unless we can track them down or track in their handler or whoever happens to be managing them. That's the only way we'd be able to get interviews with them. So, I mean, it does affect us being able to do all of the press-like things that we like to do. But at the same time, they're not telling us, hey, you can't go. You can't cover the convention. True that. And I just got a message from from Yaten that she saw a commercial on TV with my job and that I might have been in it. I was like, wait, what? I mean, they did film a commercial with Apple, you know, singing Christmas carols, and, and I was there for that. I mean, as in, I believe I was upstairs in the back room working, you know. Um, but anything else, too, but I'm not sure. 
I might have to go back and double check and check the uh, Microsoft Facebook page or YouTube page and find out what's going on. Cause I think I don't think I'm in that, but it's probably some, but it's probably something different. Well, no, because mm. I think I I saw that commercial and I think it's mostly just the people singing. Yeah. So unless you were out there singing with mm. them, you were. I I, I mm. think they might have walked through the store maybe once, but it's mostly the people singing. And I know that you did not volunteer to be out there singing. There's an interesting story behind that. See, the thing is, an email went out company-wide to all the retail stores asking uh, employees to submit a 30-second clip of them singing their favorite Christmas song. Oh, so you had to actually audition to be on that. Yes. And they said... said, and you know they'll bring it. You might be in a commercial with Microsoft. And I'm like, I'm tone deaf. Y- y- y'all don't want me in this <laughs> unless it's a rap, a Christmas rapping song. It's not going to happen. So, a couple of people from our store got picked, and what they did was they filmed a lot of the commercial on the first floor and went up the street with it. And I guess they got they got in touch with Apple, and a lot of their employees was in the commercial together singing. And Sarah Acker says she saw that. I'm like, yeah, I actually shared that commercial on my Facebook when it came out. And I think right after that, for the whole side of the week, people were linking me to it, you know. And you know, and and I'm like, yeah, I've already shared this. And I just got a message back from Yata, and there was some interior shots. So maybe I'm in the interior shot somewhere, so... I'll have to rewatch the commercial. <clears throat> but um moving on, moving on, moving on. Moving on. So the Tokyo Q Plaza Harajuka Area Q will host a limited Black Butler themed cafe starting on January 15th. Uh the Black Butler uh pet pet English Mako-chan. Uh it's not the English I'm having problems with. <laughs> Okay, so it is. Um, the Black Butler uh, Phantom Cafe is a restaurant where CL Phantom Hive serves as manager. Mm-hmm. The location will offer original drinks, food, and goods, and will also screen a special video. And the picture is freaking adorable. Mm. Um, my cats are now fighting. Uh, guests can attend by uh, purchasing tickets starting on December 18th. Tickets cost include ticket costs include a food and souvenir fee. Food choices include the Sebastian plate, which is quiche, or a CL plate, which is scones, and the souvenirs include a tote bag, chocolate, and placemat. Parfaits, pancakes, chocolate mint tea, and other treats are also available. An additional drink menu will be announced soon. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of. Not necessarily want to go. I just want some of this food because it looks really, really, really yummy. Um, yeah. And I, I really, really, really kind of want this can of tea. Um, so additional souvenirs include cans of tea, dishes, mugs, placemats, aprons, pins, keychains, and clear files. And this can of tea is really, really cute. Um, and then the apron is basically Sebastian's uniform. 
and I kind of want that too. <laughs> See if Jalus has it. <clears throat> um, probably not. Most of these are usually exclusives. Hmm. Let's see. Somebody probably has a knockoff. Yeah. Just like, have you seen that the meme of CL and and the person writes like, this is a, this is one of the cutest girls I've ever met. And she would be my perfect girlfriend. And it has Hans and the chick from um Frozen, and it goes, I'm gonna tell him, mm-hmm. and it says, Don't you dare. <laughs> No, I've got various other things. I've got costumes, but I do not have an apron that looks like his butler suit. Eh, at least we tried. Which is sad because I really, really want it. Another time, Mako-chan, another time. Yeah, I know, I know. Maybe when I actually cosplay from this series. Because I will eventually cosplay from the series. I see you as Madam Red, because you're that crazy. Oh, hell no. Lord. No, I either want to play the maid, who is Maylene. Oh, yeah. Um, But I want to do her, you know, not necessarily when she's clumsy and shit. I want to do when she's shooting guns. Of course. <laughs> uh-huh, because that's when she raises her skirt up and she's, you know, all badass and stuff. Or I want to cosplay The Undertaker. See, if you do Maylin, you, you and Ichigo have to do it together. So, demure, badass mode, you know? <laughs> but yeah, um, I've actually really, really wanted to do a cosplay of The Undertaker because The Undertaker is my second favorite character in this entire series, and he's fucking crazy. <laughs> I believe it. But yeah, so uh, on to the next article. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, as we were talking about last week, um, the reveal for Food Wars is basically that we are getting a second season. Mm. So the cover of the second 2016 uh, weekly Shonen Jump magazine... Uh, was revealed on Monday and basically saying that the anime based on Food Wars um, will be getting a second season. Um, it's being revealed basically because this is the third anniversary of the manga's launch. Mm. So um, there are going to be events that tie into it. Um, there's a special anime about the Aldini brothers that's going to be put onto DVD. And released with special editions of the manga, um, the manga's 18th volume, which is in May. Uh, special the pre-orders for the special edition end on February 29th. Uh, there's a screening event that's happening at uh, this year's Jump mm-hmm. Special Anime Festa, uh, which is touring nine cities, uh, which toured nine cities in Japan in November. So, uh, yeah. Now we just have to wait. I am curious about the video game, though. Yeah, the video game is actually being released in Japan in two days for the 3DS. So, I mean, depending on how popular it is, there's a very good chance that we could get 
something over here and if not it's you know I'm kind of questioning if it's gonna be kind of a cooking mama type thing hmm because in later games for Cooking Mama, you do, you know, have kind of a round-robin playing thing. Gotcha. So I'm wondering if you're going to be, you know, hitting the thing to chop vegetables and all that kind of shit. Which would be very, very interesting. But yay, I'm very glad that we're getting a second series. I just really wish we were also getting a cookbook. Maybe after the second series. Just letting Yatin know about the commercial. Mm. I'm, I'm, I'll rewatch the commercial. And maybe I am in the background somewhere, but I don't think I am because I know that whole day I was in back of house from computers. Um, let's see what else we have here. This is something that came up on, on um, during my travels on on the World Wide Web uh, a few days ago, and this is something I have seen heated battles happen over all the damn time. And it's like, people, please. Um, does cosplay suggest we take gender too seriously? No, we just take cosplay too seriously. Pretty much. Moving right along. Okay, seriously. <laughs> this is this is from The Escapist, and it's actually a, pr a really a pretty good article here. It basically talks about gender-bending cosplay. Now, I have seen... We've seen people do gender-bending of cosplays, like Loki, The Avengers, Sailor Moon. Hell, I've even seen uh, gender-bent Inuyasha. And in this one picture, it shows a gen couple of gender-bent Lokis and uh, Cruella DeVille. Now, from my understanding, there really, there really isn't a gender-bent Loki. There is a Lady Loki from the Marvel Universe. So, you can put that however you want. Well, considering mm -hmm. there is not just one, but mm -hmm. two or three incarnations of a Lady Thor... Yep. And I'm looking now, and um, Loki was in Sif's form. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, Loki's female form is taken from Lady Sif gotcha. in the comics. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you're talking about a character that birthed a what is it, an eight-legged horse? Yep. So I, I don't think you can really compare gender bending with something like that. Mm -hmm. As this article says here, <coughs> doing gender bend cosplay isn't as different from other cosplays as you might think. It is still an alternate persona and it still involves impractical clothing. The responses, however, are some are personal favorites of the, or the writer of the article. Like the, art, the person that wrote the article says that, that she was cosplaying Mad Hatter Two very young, excited ladies asked her if she was really Johnny Depp. And she responded with, would you like me to be? Fair enough. 
when you cosplay a character of a different gender, you discover how much of a performance gender actually is. The way you sit, stand, and pose is all different, except in anime. The gender-transcendent Bishonen phenomenon throws everything off since it's a mix of the fop trope, the glam rock aesthetic, and other distinctly Japanese things. But Bishis are the exceptions that prove the rule that outside of cosplay, we just take gender too seriously these days. It's becoming a prison instead of a playing field. The idea that we're originally defined by gender undermines the concept of free will and individuality that, I, that is held dear by the, by, the art, by the writer. She stopped by her local comic shop because the guy who owned it enjoyed making loud, you know what women don't get statements from behind the counter. You know, cos- let's see, as she writes, cosplay has helped her significantly widen and deepen her understanding of being who she is. Which is really cool. When you cosplay, you discover more about yourself and what you're capable of and what you like and don't like. Let's see. What else do we have here? Da, 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 da. It's like, well, uh, she writes, she doesn't believe that you can become secure in something that you don't put your work and thought into, but the idea that we need to put thought and work into our relationship where our gender flies in the face of the idea that gender performance is natural. So we don't do it in a lot of cisgendered, I hate people walk around miserable in their own skin. I'm limiting this comment to cisgender people because I don't want to downplay the seriousness of gender dysphobia, which may be biological in origin, and the frustration with the rigidity of gender norms is not comparable to a medical condition. Long story short, we need to not freak out when we see someone doing a gender-bent Rule 34 cosplay. It's a different take on it, and it's interesting. It's cool. The thing is, I don't think people actually have issue with that it's not it's no it's not the fact that somebody cross dresses or cross plays or something like that it still comes down to something else Mm -hmm. you it's like oh you're you know you're a guy sailor moon you're too fat to do that yeah oh you know you're doing this well you know what you don't you know you don't fit that costume it still is not about the gender. It's about the look of the person in the costume. Mm-hmm. I have never co- never come across somebody that said, you can't do that because you're a boy. Whether it's, you know, a guy actually dressing as a female character, being female, or dressing as a female character and making it male. Right. Or vice versa. I've never seen anybody at a convention go, you can't do that. And maybe it's because I don't hang out with pricks. Mm-hmm. Besides but, me. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm talking about, you know, actual assholes and not, you know, you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what I have seen, you know, the, the Jesse cosplayer, the male Jesse cosplayer that, you know, he gets out there and he does it and everybody's bitching is always about his weight. Right. He's too fat to cosplay Jesse. Oh my God, can you believe what he's wearing? Why is his stomach showing? Not that he's cosplay playing Jesse, but because he's too fat to cosplay Jesse. Even Man Faye. Yep. Nobody has an issue that a guy is cosplaying Faye. They have an issue that he's not shaving his ass. And not for nothing, I have that same issue. But at the same time, that is everybody's issue with it. Not that he is a guy cosplaying Faye, but he is a guy who is not properly, you know, 
grooming himself to cosplay Faye. Right. But he does that on purpose. You know, he purposely sticks his ass into people's faces. That's what I have an issue about. But that's, you know, that's what people are ha- are seeing problematic. Not that they're doing crossplay, not that they're, you know, cosplaying as a different gender or something like that. It still comes down to you're black and you can't cosplay this. You're fat and you can't cosplay this. You don't have enough muscle and you're cosplaying this. That's what it still comes down to. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, everybody knows, and I've said this before, that I have issue with people turning cosplays into sexy cosplays just by putting on a bikini. But those of you following my personal Facebook know that I shared a picture just today that maybe I didn't like, but I knew others might actually enjoy it. There you go. Because, you know, just because I don't like it doesn't mean that I'm saying you can't cosplay it. See, it's just personal aesthetics that, you know, personal thing that I'm not into. But at the same time, you know what? You want to cosplay that? Go ahead and do it. I mean, which, I... and, you know, that's part of the issue is people are so, oh, well, this person told me that, you know, I can't do this. And this person told me that I can't do this. So the fuck what? Get the fuck over it. Just get out there and do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, as I've said, I don't mind the sexy cosplays because to me, I think it's a bit of like a quote-unquote science as in, I know a lot of female cosplayers, when they do sexy cosplays, they coordinate. They make sure the fabrics are right, the colors are right. It looks appealing, you know? And, and I get that. And that I respect. But then you got some people who do the sexy cosplay and it just looks downright trashy it's like you put no thought or effort into it yeah i mean like the one that i shared is r2d2 and c3po Mm -hmm. and the girls are basically in bikinis or very open shirts but the entire concept was beautifully put together yes they you know they painted their entire body so that they were both the color that they needed to be the work on R2-D2, like the detailing on her hood and her sleeves, was amazing. But at the same time, they were basically in bikinis. And that just seems to be sexing up a character that just seems weirdly... Like, it seems weird to me to sex up. Mm-hmm. But I think the concept was amazing. But I'm not going to turn around and tell these girls, no, you can't do that. You can't make, you know... And and technically it's crossplay, because both of those characters are male. But as the thing goes, it is what it is. Yeah, entirely. I think I just heard my phone, go, my other phone, go off. Oh well. All right. Now we're gonna go ahead and. Come on, there we go. Uh, do the open forum topic and open the Skype line. Um, if you have any questions about tonight's show, thoughts, ideas, ping us at Anime Jam Session. Due to time constraint, all calls are held to two minutes. There we go, perfect. So, I decided to deviate from the norm as per normal and ask a different question for tonight's uh, open forum topic. 
And as soon as it comes right up, here we go. Huh, and we got some interesting answers here. So here it is. This week's open forum topic is holiday songs. We're currently being bombarded with holiday songs, and there are a few that we find ourselves humming. So what's your favorite holiday song? That's what we want to know. Hmm. Um, from Kelly, uh, she says, Mostly this is when I whip out my acapella music because they tend to be best at holiday tunes. But my favorite as the past few years is the controversial Baby It's Cold Outside. Reminds me of my dating days, how I would go on these great dates that I never wanted to end as we would constantly come up with excuses to put off leaving. I don't understand the controversy behind it. I think people are pulling strings. It's just oh, no, a there's song. There, it, it's definitely worded oddly. Yeah. But, However, there is now a female version of the song out, which I say, you know what? There you go. There, there's your equality right there. Mm-hmm. And don't forget to take put in the fact that when did this song originally come out? Mm-hmm. Things were slightly different. And mm-hmm. people, I think people forgetting that. Christ. Yeah, I like. Um, I don't know if anybody else has seen a very Merry Christmas. Uh not yet. Planning it's on it. it's really good, but they did a version of this song, and basically he stands there trying to warm this chick up. Mm-hmm. Like they're singing it back and forth to each other, and he's like, "Here!" and he starts rubbing her hands because she's actually cold, right? Which you know takes away from the quote unquote rapey feel of it. Mm. But I was out shopping, and you know there is, I don't know who sings it or you know who's doing it, but there is a female version of the song out there now. Mm. So it is a girl telling, you know, either another girl or a guy, hey, it's too cold out there. Why don't you stay here and, you know, have another drink? Sounds about so, right. Yeah. And before we continue on, um, we have Ari on the Skype line. Ari, can you hear us? Help me. I'm being held hostage by the Skype gods. Well, we don't have any money to help you with that, so you're on your own, pal. Of course you don't. Yeah, the the bank is kind of like the funds are kind of low and Dry stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. we're all stretched. Yeah, I I don't understand how you're not coming in on ours, but you've made it in on this one. I I know I've been screaming at this thing for like quite a long time now. Are you wireless or hardwired in? I'm wireless, but now I'm on my phone because that's all I had left. Oh. I think it might be an issue with your internet connection or something like that. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, because, I mean, you started out just fine, so it mm-hmm. sounds like your internet connection got throttled. Yeah. Don't worry, I'm still hanging in there. All right, man. Well, we're going to need you at full capacity for, um, if I'm looking at the calendar correctly, next week's uh, Christmas show. Yep. Mm-hmm. And no, Dark Tetsuya, there is not an opening at AJS. Good God, not even Starscream was that obnoxious. Or was that over the top? <laughs> and even if there was an opening at Anime Jam Session, there are other people internally that are fighting for the position, so good luck, pal. Yeah, don't worry, I will be at full capacity next week. Awesome, man. I think next week we should all, like, tune in, like, all jump on early, make sure everything is all set, so, you know. Yeah, there's no yeah. NCIS, so I can be on as early as you want. <laughs> Woohoo! <Nerdy. laughs> 
Yeah, when, when I, like, that something else I forgot to mention earlier, I became the marshal of my my uh, Masonic Lodge. Nice. And, and the, uh, it's just a minor uh, officer position, but the outgoing master had uh, given all the new officers a bottle of wine. That's like, cool. Like, yeah, you know, like, bought, like, a whole, like, box of, uh, you know, wrapped up wine bottles and say, here, every, all the officers get one. It's nice. uh, some kind of a uh, red uh, Spanish kind of wine. I, I don't remember the name off the top of my head. It's good, though. Okay. But, yeah, that's so, uh... Yeah, I'm at a loss for words of what happened tonight. <laughs> okay, man. Well, thanks for calling in, bro. All right. Sorry about all that. It's all good, man. It's all good. It happens. Uh, yep. Later. Later, bro. Later. All right. Thanks, Ari, for check for calling in and checking in on all that cool stuff. Muchly appreciate it. Oh, nice. A 64-bit version of Firefox browser. Oh, so Firefox finally did what they should have done? Actually, they have done it already, and they were playing around, toying around with a 64-bit Firefox for, like, years. And then somebody else came across and said, you know what, we're going to do this. <laughs> I might download it and play around with it and see how it works. If it's no different, I'm just going to stick with Waterfox. The only difference is that it's more updated because Waterfox is always like usually a version or two behind as they're testing stuff out. Mm-hmm. So back to um, matter at hand here. Um, Sarah Ackerman says that her anime club just watched Tokyo Godfathers and she enjoyed the movie a lot. They sung Silent Night in Japanese, and it was really nice. And she recommends the movie. Other songs include White Christmas, Believe in the Polar Express, A Baby Changes Everything by Faith Hill, Straight Chasers, 12 Days of Christmas. Be sure to check them out. And from Serenity1488, she enjoys uh, Last Christmas from the Sailor Moon uh, Christmas CDs. I forget which voice actress covers that one. Oh, all right, uh, Mako Chan. What's one of your favorite uh, Christmas so- holiday songs? Um, anime wise, I like Ave Maria off mm-hmm. of the Sailor Moon Christmas soundtrack. Um, but non-anime wise, um, I have to go with Cartman singing Silent Night. <laughs> and. And I prefer the non-being electrocuted version. (laughs) (laughs) Let's see. Anime-wise, there's a a few that I, I really enjoy. Um... But my favorite will always be from... By... By Doko, um, A Pure and Honest Christmas. Non-anime, J- I will say non-anime going towards J-pop. Uh, I, it would be Kotoko Snow Angel. It's one of my favorites. Non-anime, J-pop-ish. Dr. Demento's The Twelve Pains of Christmas. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yes, 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 it is. Yeah, for um, I I also have to go with TSO. Mm. I, I love TSO, and 
especially their version of Carol of the Bells, which, you know, you just, you have to rock out to that. Yes, 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 you do. And sometimes I, I, what we have, like, we have a display at work with, with a laptop and we have like six speakers, like wired via Bluetooth. And sometimes I would just go over and just grab a TSL sound um, playlist off of YouTube and just let it ride all day. Nice. <sighs> all right. Um, I think everybody knows what time it is now. Yep. Mm. Uh, I think it's weird. It's strange news from Japan, and I believe the first one's right up your alley, Mako-chan. Shut up. <laughs> Hard. <clears throat> um, yeah, so basically there's a new healthcare app that will measure a woman's cup size if she puts a smartphone between her breasts. Um, yeah. The official website for smartphone app Chi-Chi claims that more than 80% shut up. More than 80% of the women in the world wear bras that aren't the right size for their bust. However, the team behind Chi-Chi shut up, which takes its name from Chi-Chi, which in turn, of course, is one of the many Japanese words for boobs, shut up. Understands that it can be hard shut up, to measure your own cup size, <laughs> and that not everyone has the time for a professional fitting by a qualified lingerie salesperson. Filled, shut up, with the desire, shut up, to find a technical <laughs> solution to Would this Would you dilemma. feel better if I muted my microphone? What was that? Would you feel better if I muted my microphone? No, because I'm finding this hilarious. <laughs> um, so, to find a technical solution to this dilemma... That so many women have uh, been suffering. Chi Chi's shut up. Developers decided to create a smartphone app that can me- uh, that can measure a woman's cup size when she places the phone between her breasts. This is the most ridiculous thing I have ever seen. As opposed to the light up frozen bra and panties. <clears throat> yes. Um. The website is vague on the specifics of exactly how it works, but the writers are guessing that it utilizes the camera's, uh, the smartphone's camera, and or some form of boob magic. That's exactly what we need. We need an app that you turn on and squeeze your boobs together, and you're getting cleavage shots. Something just doesn't seem right. Um, The app is not currently you know, fully developed. Shut up. (laughs) Which is why they are currently recruiting women willing to test it. Um, yeah. So the people that are testing it have to give them their name, their email address, their cup size, and a message of enthusiasm. (laughs) It's a little suspicious that testers are asked to give their cup size up front, when figuring out that information is supposed to be the app's job. It's also confusing why the website's sample volunteer form shows the message, I think I have nice breasts. Mm -hmm. When it's supposed to be about measuring the quantity, not the quality. Uh, Muddied motivations aside, the developers do seem to be committed to making the app that everyone has dreamed of a reality in time for a January release, thus bringing about the age of sandwich- sandwiching your smartphone between your boobs. 
Seriously, this is fucked up. Mm. How titillating. Oh dear god. <laughs> Ronma be on your breast behavior. <laughs> Nor guarantee. Mm-hmm. Anywho, on the topic of boobs, <clears throat> K-pop group Oh My Girl mistaken for sex workers and detained at LA airport. Oddly enough, this is reported by someone named Master Blaster. Awkwardness broke at LA International Airport when members of up-and-coming K-pop group Oh My Girl were detained on suspicion of being sex workers. According to the statement of the group's label WM Entertainment, U.S. Customs officials got the idea after searching through the girls' costumes and props. It's quite surprising since according to several videos of Oh My Girl stage shows, they tend to be rather conservatively dressed compared to other K-pop groups out there. And in the article, they show a couple of comparison videos to them dressed nicely, as opposed to the other group, uh, brown-eyed girls, who kind of dress... Who sing a song called Wormhole. Yep, and they kind of dress like the Fanta girls. They're kind of dressed like the Fanta girls. Mm-hmm. With the addition of a possible visa problem, the mm. group... The group, aged 16 to 21, were held for 15 hours before reportedly boarding a plane back to South Korea. As a result, they had to cancel performance and photo shoot for the next album cover. WM Entertainment said they are currently seeking legal advice to determine if the detention was unjust, but no legal action has been taken. There are no plans for the group to return stateside currently. It's not something the girls should be get down about, though. Many great musicians haven't had their run-ins with the authority. Like, Paul McCartney was arrested in Japan for being confused for a gigolo. And there was a time that Jimi Hendrix was detained in Canada for being mistaken for a snuff film producer. And as the person who writes the article says, it's a rite of passage for history's greatest musicians and surely it's a sign that Oh My Girl will join such ranks. And he is never wrong about these things. Mm-hmm. I'm st- I still can't get over the fact that there's a K-gr- uh, K-pop group out there that sings a song called Wormhole. Mm. While they're dressed like Fanta girls. I got nothing. Nope. And last one. <laughs> okay, so... um. IKEA Singapore releases a Christmas Carol ad with a ju- with adjustable merry meter. Mm. Uh, can't wait for Christmas or feeling a bit grinchy. Either way, IKEA is here to help with this cute interactive commercial. In addition to selling all the furniture you can shake a wrench at, IKEA is also looking to put potential customers in the holiday spirits with the bizarre yet amusing interactive video. In the company's Singapore ad for holiday table settings and decorations, they're letting viewers like you decide just how much Christmas spirit is the perfect amount for your ho-ho-home. 
at any point during the video, you can switch back and forth between minimum joy to maximum maximum excitement. Though it must seem like kind of like some kind of amazing new streaming technology, on closer inspection, it turns out all three versions of "We Wish You a Merry Christmas" are linked together with timestamps that allow you to easily toggle from one scene to another. Mm. It's not quite the astounding technical technological advancement we thought, but whether you prefer a quite uh, a quiet Christmas or you're the type to ring the holiday season by pulling out all the stops, you can find a setting to match your holiday cheer. And if you're not finished with Christmas shopping yet, you could, of course, hit up IKEA. Or how about a crotch pillow for that busy someone who deserves a much-needed timeout? There are also these cat-shaped fortune cookies to wish all your friends the best of luck in the coming year. Just make sure to remember to max out your Christmas and not your credit cards. Har 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 har. Yeah, IKEA tends to do that to you. Yeah, every time I walk through IKEA, I never get furniture. I just get chocolate mm. and maybe meatballs, but mostly chocolate. I think this episode is in the bag. I agree. Final break? Yes. Good. We'll be back. Thank you. 
Alright, it's getting a little bit late, so it's time for us to get up on out of here. So, thanks for listening, and thanks for supporting us, you know? Yeah. I'm looking at the outline. I forgot to update it with the current music type threw in. I'll probably do that later. Um, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. Let us know what's up. Um, you can drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. Let us know what's up. We are here to believe you. Check out our website, AnimeJamSession.com, where we have all of our convention coverage and then some. Um, if you have troubles accessing our site for our podcast, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Blueberry, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and coming soon to Google Play. I cannot wait for that. Check out our YouTube page at YouTube.com slash AnimeJamSessionTV, where we post all of our convention video. All the convention videos we've done, coverage we've done for the last, what, eight, ten years, you'll find it there. Um, check out our individual YouTube pages. Um, I'm at Dijeron Mess, and Mako-chan is over at Jupe Luna. And Ari is at Ari2268, so definitely uh, check that out. Twitter.com slash Anime Jam Session. That's our official Twitter page. Follow us here for updates on podcasts, our websites, conventions we're going to, and then some. And for some reason, I'm trying to sign off off of Skype and it wouldn't let me do it. And there we go. We are all set with that. Uh, silly laptop. Um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can find me at twitter.com slash S. Ari is at the Ari Man. You can find Mako-chan over at Joe Video. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. That is our official uh, Facebook page. And for everyone that has liked us there, thank you so very much for your love and support. As long as you continue to like the page and what we do, we'll bring you a lot more content and all that cool stuff. That's what we're here for. If you want to follow us individually on Facebook, I'm at Facebook.com slash IMDGeronMess or guy. You can find Ari over at Ari Rockefeller. And you can find Mako-chan at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast that's on the network, so... Check out these awesome shows. You have the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast. Uh, the Geek Card. The Bobby Blackwell Show. Orange Donuts Radio. Critical Myth. British Invaders. Pod Culture. Electric Sisterhood and Girls Gone Wow. These are podcasts that cover all types of uh, programming and geekiness and the geek spectrum. So definitely check them out. Uh, go around the room real quick. Last words, Mako-chan. Um, I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. I, I, I don't have work tomorrow and I don't know what I'm going to do tonight. Drink all the booze! No, no, I kind of want to either play games or read or something. You always beat your cousin up with a pillow. Nah, she's uh, in bed. That makes it even better. Nah. Oh, you're no fun. That's just mean. I know that's the point. Shut up, you. (laughs) Uh, My last words is... I have a shit ton of dishes I need to wash, and I'm going to take care of that, and then I'm going to finish watching NCIS, probably catch one a little bit more TV before going to bed. You do that. Definitely. 
that is it. End of list. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. Um, we will have our holiday Christmas show next week. The public invite will be going out shortly, so swing by. Ha- ha- bring your booze. Bring the potluck. It's going to be a blast. So, I'm Ranma. And I'm Makachan. And that will be Ari Rockefeller, but he's not here, but we'll see him next week. So, great fight, great night. See you next week. Night. And Ari be like, say, we out this bitch. And say goodnight, Makachan. Goodnight, Makachan. Thank you. You're welcome. <sighs> Bye. Goodbye, everybody. Been a production of Anime Jam Session and AJS Productions. No fanboys and fangirls were hurt, maimed, shot, electrocuted, or pistol whipped in this episode. For now. The views, opinions, and thoughts expressioned on this show do not reflect the staff or the network as a whole. But we're still right, damn it. For transcripts of this episode, start typing. Check us out at AnimeJamSession.com and VogNetwork.com for more information about us and other programming. Jamatane!